Oh, Austin, I, I, I asked this to Andy on his stream uh, when he was streaming Twitch, and I, I, I think I, I think I'd like to know your stance on this very good question as well. Oh, man, the Apple the old situation? Man? Oh, no, is it, oh, were you there? I didn't think you were in the room. <laughs> yeah, I would like Busted. to know how you feel about, would you eat applesauce off of a clothed bottom or a whole <laughs> apple off of a naked bottom? Well, <laughs> let's, let's be clear, the person's bottom in question... Oh, does it change it? Is it an old lady or an old man? Is that going to update the question? Well, a little bit. You know, <laughs> okay. I think it, well, I think then, it then updates. For, then for the sake of homo- homogeneity, I'll, you can do it off an old man's bottom like Andy. Not a, not a, not a, not a MILF. Not a MILF's well, bottom. You know, it just, it kind of, typically, and this isn't to speak of everybody, but the general amount of care and consideration given to the, to the bottom <laughs> area um, can, can de- you're saying can a, a nasty man, a man's nasty can, butt. Can usually for a nasty man, he doesn't, doesn't uh, isn't in touch with his with his rectum as much as some other people. Right. Um, I would eat the applesauce. Uh, <laughs> the applesauce off the clothed old man. Off the clothed old man. You know what? No. Well. Damn it. I love this question. <laughs> now I'm thinking actually, you know the man is naked, but but if it's if it's an apple that I just have to sort of pluck like one might in a Halloween a Halloween bob. Um you know? No, you have to you have to do a good faith effort to eat the apple from the butt. <laughs> oh, okay. you can't just take it. You can't just plop it away like a horse with an apple and walk off. <laughs> okay, well that's a crucial distinction then. Um, well, if I, I have to really go to town on that thing, <laughs> um, then I would go with the applesauce and the clothes man. Okay, fair enough. Update the by, the up the applesauce person is hating this, and the and the and the full apple person is enjoying it. Does that change? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> the person trying to squirm no. and wiggle away while you eat applesauce. <laughs> well, like, no, no, no. Well, wait. Is somebody keeping them there? <laughs> is somebody keeping them there against their will? Oh, they're 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 in the yeah. stocks. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the aggressor in this scenario? Neither of no, us wants didn't. to do this. <laughs> Let me tell you about my family. I sell propane and propane accessories. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Saturday Morning Tuesdays. I'm Austin. I'm Rory, and I am Andy. And today, uh, uh, I'm so glad you made your appointment because we're all very healthy people. Uh, <laughs> we love being uh, incredibly healthy, and we love our incredibly strong and enduring <laughs> immune system. So uh, we are here uh, with our favorite cartoon podcast. Uh, and, uh, I'm healthy. Uh, Rory, you're you're pretty healthy, right? You're feeling I have, good. I have the I have the fortitude of a of a young of a young Michael Phelps. Maybe the fortitude of like a construction worker drilling into a wall somewhere next to you. Yeah, that is that's an accurate pr- approximation of of how healthy I feel. Good, and I'm, and I'm yeah, I'm I'm so healthy that uh, that the sound you, you can hear this not in the <laughs> so healthy that the sounds the any sounds that you hear in this podcast, whether it's Rory's neighbors drilling 
or my voice. Your uh, sinuses also drilling. They don't even bother me. They don't bother me in the slightest, and they won't bother you, listener. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna hear me just like the healthy boy that I am. <laughs> Good. Well, you should take you, you know, should take some Metamucil. Is that yeah. what that? It's a vitamin C supplement, right? Am I crazy? It's a fiber. It's fiber. Oh, it's the fibers for your booty. Yeah, it gets your <laughs> it gets your bum ready to keep on going. As a as a as a healthy young construction worker, I really don't know much about <laughs> what medicines old people take and for what. Well, I think that means I'm the doctor today. I think I'm the doctor <laughs> in this scenario. I'm uh, is the that king the, of is doctors. That the, because you know what Metamucil is. That's like the 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 sword and the stone for doctors. No, that's the final out. test in medical school that I passed. Um, and they <laughs> yeah. say, hey, what's what's up with Metamucil? And then I proudly answer that it's a fiber supplement <laughs> it's, for your It's a fiber bum. supplement for butts. <laughs> for tums and bums. <laughs> and then it's they the hand you your doctor, your, your, your decorative doctor's sword to wear on your hip. Yeah, and now that I'm a doctor, I do have to diagnose <laughs> you, Andy, that you are very sick. And, no! Uh, you're a little piece of shit. <laughs> and uh, there's no cure for that, unfortunately. <laughs> Wait a minute, um, is little piece of shit part of your diagnosis? Yeah, you're a little piece of shit. Um, <laughs> it's going on your paperwork. So, unfortunately, I can't, pres- record. I can't prescribe you anything other than about an hour of podcast dis- <laughs> podcast discussion. Okay, well, that's that's convenient because I think we were already going to be doing that. So, so thank God that's going to help me out here, and I I'm really excited to keep talking about our arc. Uh, Schooligans, which we we have known the name of for the last two weeks already, and we've said it several times. This is definitely not the first time we've said it on air. This is our arc, Schooligans, episode three. <laughs> That's right, everybody. Yeah. We're, we're welcome the, back. We're three, we three Schooligans are back again. Yeah, we're back again, and we're back with our two shows: Fillmore, Disney's Fillmore, exclamation point, and yeah, X Men: Colon Evolution. A lot of <laughs> the punctuation, X-colon, man. <laughs> <laughs> the the X hyphen colon X hyphen men colon evolution exclamation point. There's no exclamation point styled in that show. That that's reserved no, we, for the well, likes that's of me saying and hey Arnold. That's me saying it. I'm excited. Ah, okay, so okay, get okay, off okay. my dick, sick boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Doctor Bridges. Should we talk about our cool shows? I do. I really would like to because if it's going to help me not be sick, let's let's get that going as soon as possible. Great. Let's do it. Fillmore, I'm on it. All right, we're here. We're here with with Fillmore. Exclamation point. We're doing, we're doing episode 18. This is a season two episode, you guys. We're here in the second season of the show now, talking Woo. about what's going down in the back end. And here we are. Don't <laughs> laugh at that, you girls. for that. You know, you need... <laughs> <laughs> and our can, I, blurb, can I be a doctor now? <laughs> you're a doctor. You've, you've graduated Sick Boy Academy. <laughs> Now you've been sick so many times that you ha- that the doctor said you're one of us now. <laughs> this is how this is how most this is how most Make a Wish doctors get get their, get their lab and, and as is tradition, what? as is tradition, I have to give you the keys to my house. <laughs> uh, no, enjoy. Make a right. witch doctor. 
I am, I am part of the Wake of Witch Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> what episode of Fillmore are we watching? Guys, we watched Immune to All But Justice, and the blurb is a little bit like this Aroo. Ex-middle school has gone Canada crazy, and the ambassador's son is staying over, along with his assistant Penny Madrid, who happens to be an old partner in crime with Fillmore. Winston Cotter, the Canadian ambassador, turned Penny around just as the safety patrol turned Fillmore around. But Fillmore can't help but suspect something is up, especially as a huge supply of counterfeit baseball cards appear. Unfortunately for Filmer, Winston has full diplomatic immunity and plans to pin the crime on Penny. Without the power to officially bust him, what can Filmer and the Safety Patrol do? A what classic, can they do? A timeless trope <laughs> for the action movie genre. Uh, wonderful, wonderful good times. The old diplomatic immunity chestnut. Uh, they really really play this one up i like that they fix uh you know a possible confusion from kids in that the first time they mention diplomatic immunity the camera just zooms in on ingrid while she explains what the textbook (laughs) definition is (laughs) it's like here's the there's the 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 conceit of our entire episode oh it might be confusing let's explain it real fast uh but it's, it's funny it's, they 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 um they slightly ad- they slightly adjust real diplomatic immunity to make sense in a school context which of course they do but this is kind of pinned on at the end i thought they were just going to explain actual diplomatic immunity right because <laughs> she gives quite a long-winded explanation and then it's like to you know to avoid getting in trouble <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i i love that the transformation of this show i mean the the way that they take a trope or take a a generic you know well-worn cop or action plot line and when they transform it into this show's world that i don't think any scene is is hasn't hasn't had the magic right like there's no part of this that would be one for one in in an action movie you know everything has that filter of this is kids this is you know miners doing this um uh-huh. <laughs> one point at one point there's a boat chase but they're on like remote control boats so they're not like pilot yeah. you know like driving boats because they're kids you know and they don't have like a boat boater's license or whatever you know it's <laughs> like you know every every frame of this has still been put through this filter which is really fun well and in addition this episode we get so many good canada bits yeah and- the canada bits were very fun and I, I have to tell you, I think maybe the sickness that I have is a Canadian sickness because that's where I just was. Actually, you've I was got just Canadi- out- you've got Canadian lung butter. Y- you went Canada <laughs> crazy. Canada yeah, I've gone Canada crazy. And uh, oh man, they don't, they don't. I actually appreciate they, uh, they could have gone way harder on the the, the Canada bashing. Or they Canada. really were pretty. Ta- I don't want to say tasteful, <laughs> but like, they, yeah, they did not. They did not hand bone it with uh, with the Canada jokes. They kept it. They kept yeah. it to when it was, you know, when it was a good joke. And Andy, it was really well. quick. Andy, as your doctor, has somebody drained your sap yet? <laughs> no, I'm just Tapped. chocked full of my my maple syrup with my half Canadian heritage. I, uh, you know. Half of my blood is maple syrup, so uh, you know I think I'd die if they tried to tap me. Get that oh, spile well, away from me, Doc. All right, well, you know, uh, spile and error, I guess. <laughs> that's a good. Uh, that's a, a good. That's, that's a, a good doctor gag. joke. I really like yeah. that. 
what what they do in this one is that they write a lot of uh, a lot of the dialogue for the Canadian characters to just sort of drop the like words that you know like about. So <laughs> yeah, they, they drop can, the hisms and the mumbles. And they do it like we, like we said, not over the top, not all the time, but just enough that it's really fun. You know, <laughs> it they is get the fun. like. Like, hey, remember they're Canadians, remember they're Canadians. And there's some things just intrinsically funny about Canada that we've always known, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, especially because most, if not pretty much all of the voice acting we've heard on any of our cartoons is pretty much all done in Vancouver. <laughs> right. And so, and so, so much, so much of that is already, we're so used to just hearing little, uh, little, little Canadianisms. Yeah, little Canadianisms, little aboats here and there that. Yeah. To hear them do it really over the top intentionally in this was really funny, and I love. I, I mean, there's a there's a line at one point where he's trying to like. Uh, I think it's Winston is trying to be uh, really intimidating, and he says, "Looks like someone needs a lesson about minding their own business." <laughs> <laughs> it's just so un- <laughs> like intentionally unintentionally funny, and it's, yeah. it, it like rides a really fun line for me. And I loved I loved all that stuff in this episode. It was really fun. Uh, so the the what happens in the plot is. The show opens up on a silent auction, which, again, this running, this great running gag of boring as piss adult <laughs> stuff that is just <laughs> suddenly funny. It's just suddenly funny when kids are doing it uh, and having, you know, having nerdy little kids doing doing a silent auction. Yeah, and bidding dumb upwards for like of, dumb, dumb like antiques and stuff. Yeah, they're bidding upwards of three American dollars on a maple syrup. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, they're doing like these like yeah maple buckets and uh, there's like a penny farthing bike. Uh, yeah, um, an old wooden helmet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> an old wooden hockey helmet. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, great. I like, this, um, I, I like this idea that Canada is a place where we just make everything out of maple wood and we still live in the like 1820s. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like how Tennessee has just just horses and cows everywhere, <laughs> right? Yeah, covered wagons and yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's really funny. Uh, but so um, at this auction, Fillmore, uh, we get introduced to uh, what's his name, Winston Cotter. Yes, and Winston Cotter is this son of a diplomat, and he's in town. He's at school for the time. Um. And he also has his assistant, uh, Penny, Penny Madrid, which is definitely a film noir name. If I've heard <laughs> oh, yeah. sort of a femme fatale. Well, uh, and character. Penny Madrid is voiced by my girlfriend, Cheska Marie Smith, who's Helga from Hey Arnold. Oh, oh uh, shit. Which Uh-oh. I like bugged me for half the episode until she said a couple words and I recognized it. And I was like, oh, snaps. So as soon as Fillmore sees Penny, the sparks start a flying because they have this sort of powerful sex chemistry. <laughs> uh, anytime, anytime they are together, there is, you know, dripping with with history. <laughs> um, oh, it's so good. She like does that thing where she like runs a finger down his chest. And I'm like, damn, is this a kid's show? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Dang. She's a. Uh, yeah, and we'll we'll talk later, but she's ready to uh serve him chicken, you know. <laughs> uh definitely. Uh, and uh so the 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 main the main thing we we kind of heard about it when Rory read the synopsis, but the idea is that Winston is here uh ostensibly doing these charity events 
but what he's actually doing is kind of using them as a as a front so that he can uh, operate his side shady business of counterfeit baseball cards, which he is doing in very large amounts and trying to uh, move down here in America. Right. And this is one case where um, we know who did it right up front. And it's going to be it's going to take the whole episode to prove it. Yeah. So it's less of a whodunit and more of a how do we get him, Um, which is, I think, the most common way to deal with a a a narrative obstacle like diplomatic immunity. As soon as I thought, actually, I was like, oh, okay, it's Canada episode diplomatic immunity kind of thing. Okay, they're probably going to know who did it for the whole. And yeah, it was like, sure enough. That's sort of how it was structured. Um, and at first I was also concerned because we've ar- kind of already seen this episode in the form of that uh, second episode we watched with Fillmore's partner, the fa- the fancy boy and yes. his in his, you know, muscle. And that, you know, that takes a while to prove. But in this case, we, we know we have the the fancy boy and his muscle. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's just trying to get him. It's trying yeah. to get him the whole time. The muscle's name is Lumberjack here. Uh, <laughs> Lumberjack is his nickname, but... Uh, yeah. He's oh, fun. yeah. And his name is Jack Staples. Yeah, Lund- Lumberjack Staples. Um, <laughs> then, so so then Ingrid Ingrid and Cornelius go to... Uh, they start doing their investigation, right? And uh, trying to link trying to link the Canucks into the, into the crime... Uh, directly besides i guess i'm not sure exactly what they're trying to prove that is not going to get caught up in red tape uh, maybe they right. just want to solve it for the posterity's sake as we'll find out later they kind of do yeah, yeah they're immune to everything but justice <laughs> um That's i love how title. often this show winds up in some some uh you know miscellaneous warehouse yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah, that's actually a really fun scene. So they have a big, uh, a big like fight in in this warehouse, the school loading zone or whatever, where he's supposedly gotten all of his new maple syrup shipments, but Fillmore cracks open one of the boxes and it's of course full of like card stock for uh, for baseball cards. And <laughs> lumberjack. No, the and shipment. A goons, by the way, the shipment are their maple syrup filled gumballs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want I want one of those. That sounds yeah, great. I'd, yeah, yeah. Try it. I give it a shot. But Lumberjack and his and two goons show up and they put on these disguises. They just they they, they put on hockey stuff, which is <laughs> yeah. another great, like great, like hilarious Canada thing where they just put on hockey masks and big hockey jerseys and their their sticks and they go and they just try and beat the shit out of Fillmore. While which is funny. Like, but then also guys on roller skates with like pads and a weapon and scary masks also kind of works like on, you yeah. know, unironically. Yeah. yeah, and I will say uh, that is, I think, one flaw in this show is its ability to convey threat sometimes yeah. because yeah. they can't do killing and they can't, characters can't have guns. Yeah. And in, you know, and that's a pretty big, uh, you know, cornerstone of the genre. Yeah. And, and sort of the dramatic tension of a genre. And, because nobody can die in this show and nobody can really legally get, you know, beat up by another kid um, or, or, you know, have a, have a gun pulled on them. Then that is, that is definitely something I can tell them the writers struggling with 
sometimes to to really like have that tension and we'll we'll we'll, we'll look at that later as the episode goes on near the end uh yeah they they sort of grapple with that but this was really effective because they're just physically intimidating and they, you know totally. they're hockey <laughs> they're on brand uh hockey goons and i mean hockey players already are intimidating yeah like <laughs> like they fight the shit out of each other all the time uh the only other thing so this has been act 1 the sweet song of diplomacy and the only other important thing that we learned in that act is that uh, we get a little flashback with uh, with Fillmore and Penny. And Penny used to be uh, they an, were street like a, toughs together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we, when we see crew. a we see a brief shot of them holding a kid upside down and shaking <laughs> all of his valuables out into a bag, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which is a pretty fun visual. I mm-hmm. like that a lot. Uh, and, you know, Ingrid is clearly uh, curious about their relationship and Fillmore keeps stressing like, no, 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 we're just friends. We were just uh, but Ingrid, Ingrid is, uh, but there's no, they're not playing it for like the, you know, the jealous partner. I yeah. I appreciate it. Not She's fully. Not fully. She you might could be jealous see of the a fact little that, bit, but. Yes, but not, it didn't, I would say a reasonable, reasonable jealousy of the fact that she felt like she was special for being his only friend and not so much, like, I don't know. It felt more playful and, yeah, and totally. good spirited than, uh, than the jilted woman. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and that's that's really not Ingrid's role in this show at all. No. Which, thankfully. Um, yeah, it's nice to have a platonic relationship between a guy and a girl on a cartoon, you know, where usually that's like, you know, not to blame anime too hard, but like, you know, I watch a lot of anime and it's like, come Look, I watch Andy, a lot of anime. Look, Andy, did look, you, you just give yourself demerits? <laughs> <laughs> but it, and it's funny because... You know, otherwise they they do kind of fit into um, pretty typical you know gendered roles in the show, right? She's kind of I think I've mentioned before she's a little, she felt like Faye in a feat, and he's you know yeah. tough and wisecracking. They're you know they're not uh, they're not bucking the system at every turn, so it's good to see them making smart choices when there's room for you know avoiding uh, let's say yeah. just. Tropes we've seen a million times, you know, yeah. go a different direction, do something lazy, new. lazy tropes. Yeah. 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 The, there's uh, one more great moment from this act that I wanted to mention, just a, a tiny, another one of these tiny details. Um, and the commissioner Vallejo is saying Folsom's not about to risk another international incident like that Swiss banking club scandal, <laughs> <laughs> which like, you know, the school has a lot of clubs that are used as sort of one off <laughs> jokes. Yeah, which is but, really great. But there's a Swiss banking club on, on campus, <laughs> I guess. And that was the last international incident that happened. Pretty wonderful. Just great. Yeah, pretty wonderful. Uh, so Act, so, act uh, 2 is called The Syrup Runs Slow. The Syrup Runs <laughs> Slow, which we kind of already, we sort of, we sort of blundered. Uh, syrup Runs Slow started with the, with the warehouse chase scene. But uh, for most of Act 2, we're, we're investigating a mystery, right? Yeah. We're looking we're looking into clues, trying to peg the bad guys for their for their for their dirty deeds. Thunder cheap. Yeah. Yeah, we have another after the warehouse. Um Fillmore winds up after the warehouse with a Canadian flag pin. And that, you know, if if it wasn't confirmed already, that that really is the final nail in that. Yeah. So they go to the embassy. They go to the Canadian embassy, uh Fillmore and uh, uh, Ingrid. And, and- Ingrid makes it does a very funny distraction. <laughs> she does. Yeah. She becomes a very sort of um, non-controversial uh, <laughs> uh, protest, a, a very kid-safe political protest, which is that 
she says that Christmas trees shouldn't be cut down, right? Let them grow <laughs> well, into big, uh, big pines. That's part of it, but yeah, she's like, she's, you know, don't you know, don't cut down the little uh, the little evergreens. Let them grow into mighty pines. Um, <laughs> I, I do like just like. <laughs> It, it's it's not like Canadian specific as in like it's not like that's a real issue that you know Canada's cutting down all of our pine trees but it is Canadian to have pine trees and it's just funny to imagine her like, yeah. protesting pine tree rights yeah in something Canada totally is funny. banal and like <laughs> yeah, yeah I think she's, she opens it up by saying something like like red runs the blood of a million innocent Christmas trees stop the Christmas tree industry save the trees <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. And meanwhile, uh, there's a, a tour guide for the for the embassy who's saying, oh, you know, go check out the Hall of Moose <laughs> Antlers over here. <laughs> and uh, it's then, also fun, you know, all of these Canadian jokes, I would say, you could argue, they're not in poor taste, but it, you could argue it's kind of, you know, a little whatever. But I think that they've they've kind of covered their asses by taken the first shot at just kind of like country bubkins down in tennessee yeah i mean i feel like we can do we can do canada jokes and we can do england i feel like those are yeah maybe australia can yeah i feel like in france like we can we all kind of take shots at each other but my point is is not that it would have been you know some akin to to like orientalism what i'm saying is there's still you could you could it could smack of kind of like american kind of yeah, international. It's just it's just not a good look necessarily, especially in uh, in Trump's America. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we're uh, we're we're a couple decades past blame Canada. And, yeah, uh, you know, the, the, I feel like I feel like that kind of humor. It still it still works somehow though because it's Canada, right? Well, be, like, yeah, well, because this isn't good fun. It's not. It's it's this is sort of a brotherly spirit to it. You know. Yeah. Totally. I'm I'm just thinking about how many actual set pieces this this episode had, and they they really go through a lot um, because there yeah. there is a scene after the, you know uh, he so Fillmore confronts Winston Cotter in his office and just has a sort of a you know snarky snarky match um, verbal sparring match and, and walks spills. out and dumps a, a bottle of a giant bottle of maple syrup. All over his <laughs> office. Yeah, and he does say something cool where it's like, "I'm completely immune. Not from me, you're not." Fillmore's so cool. He's so He's cool. So cool. Fuck. Yeah. So then there's a little stakeout for a drug deal. Basically, it's a <laughs> a swap of the the ink, it, right? For, is it the ink? for the ink. Yeah. Think, well, no, for no, it's plate cardstock. The it's plates, plates. Oh, that's the right. New plates. plates. For the, yeah. It's for the printing plates for some Barry Bond cards, Barry Bond's rookie cards, and oh uh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. And he trades this this shady person comic books for it. Yeah, <laughs> you have the comics. Great. Good. <laughs> also, what also... kid knows about printing plates? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. I funny. will say it's a very clever thing to do counterfeit baseball cards without having to do counterfeit cash. Yeah. And baseball cards, you know, it makes sense if they look kind of green. And so, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's they're, it's basically counterfeit money uh, yeah. the whole time. But they just kind of get that that fun extra layer of, of them being baseball cards. Yeah. But My favorite scene in this episode is uh, so 
they've kind of gotten Penny on board at this point. Penny being uh, wait, hold on, assistant. because the chase scene after the after they've busted the guy in the park for the for the plates is fun because uh, it's lumberjack again, and he <laughs> beats up a rich guy for his like swan paddle boat. Yes, <laughs> to yes. get away. The boat chase, right? He beats up some rich fop. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love um, I love that in cartoons all rich guys just all rich guys just have that that voice. It sounds like it's from the Hamptons or something. <laughs> and they then the same guy, Fillmore and Ingrid get on these RC boats and drive them like a motorized like a motorized skateboard after <laughs> after a lumberjack on the goose. Oh, it's so yeah. good. Yeah, then they make their way to shore and they run past a, a pigeon man who's who's talking to his <laughs> birds that he has people he gave people names to. Um, like Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lumberjack swipes the bird seed and uses it to I thought it was funny, he grabs the bird seed and when he throws it on the sidewalk, I expected that just to be like um like a caltrips or whatever, marbles on yeah, the ground, yeah, they yeah, slip yeah. a ball. But instead <laughs> what happens is they just get swarmed by pigeons immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um So so then it's probably my fa- my favorite scene in the episode. Uh Fillmore, so Penny, Penny's on board with everything now because they've managed to convince Penny that that Winston's dirty, and Fillmore goes and visits Penny, and it's raining, and he's at her house, and oh, he's worried so, about her, so and she's you know she's trying to find, she thinks that she can find out where the printing is happening, and he's worried about her, and she says like I'm a big girl, I can take care of myself, and then they share this like really serious like emotionally charged look with each other, <laughs> and then he he like walks away, and as she, as he's walking away, she says Fillmore. When this is all over, how about I cook you dinner sometime? And he says, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be cool. Because she's a bomb. She's a smoke show. She is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just so great. It's like, it's, it's, I mean, we've talked about it before, but like this, this kind of interaction in the show, they aren't putting through a lens. This is like dialogue that you could find in in an adult show. The fatalness is... Like they're they're in middle school, and so she's ostensibly you know within a reasonable age range of of Fillmore, if they're not if if not literally the same grade, right? And w- everybody else is a pretty like non sexualized child like body. She's just a grown ass woman. <laughs> yeah, she's wearing a power business suit. Like. Yeah, <laughs> she's got a she's about stands about a full head above everybody else. But she's really she's well well written and interesting, yep. and the, their interactions are are not silly you know they they yeah remember with a parody some parodies forget to actually make the content good and yeah. that is not the case here uh uh so let's quickly blow through act three which is called the past casts a long shadow because this uh this and the, the last act ends with penny calling to find out you know she says she's found the print location but then the line goes dead because winston has uh caught her betraying him and so now they have to go find Penny and they have to figure out where the printing is happening. Which they find through. I, I thought it was a pretty clever little bit of detective work. I was. Yeah. I thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. They yeah. Find, the like, clue chlorine. analysis was. Yeah. Extra chlorine in the in the the only way to tell the difference between two uh, Randy Johnson cards is the, <laughs> uh, extra chlorine in it. And so it takes them a bit once they, they put together that the um, pool, the old pool is being converted into. So, you know some other some other room and so it's under construction so nobody goes there uh so that's where the printing is happening and that's where the sort of big finale happens in the episode 
Yeah, and as they're on their way there, Vallejo con- confronts them and is like, "I told you not to go after him." And you know, like if you keep pursuing this, I'm gonna, you know, you're you're out of the force. And then they chuck their badges at him without missing out, like, a beat. Badasses. They both turn in their badges. Yeah, oh, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And this is the part where I mentioned earlier not being able to really threaten violence of any kind. <laughs> um, that they've done it kidnapping, but they kind of. Yeah, they're hitting each other with like water noodles, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and, life sa- and life preservers and stuff. It's, yeah, it, but it was silly enough for me to enjoy it. It is, but you're right. It is, but they, you know, they've got they, uh, you know, the the bad guys have Penny. Yeah, the fight scene at the at the pool was a little was goofy. Yeah, and they they, they try to tell pool, Penny that like pool, yeah. they're gonna pin the whole crime on Penny, and that's that's how they're gonna if she doesn't you know go along or something that they're gonna say that penny did all of it because otherwise yeah they can't put a gun on her or anything like that right you know that you know there's nothing else they can do and that's kind of when it dawned on me like oh yeah they they're not really (laughs) can't really (laughs) they can't really play this the same way yeah but it's great it's still great because fillmore comes in and has some cool lines and and starts uh to let the water out in the in the pool let, yeah. let the water not let the water into the pool and so it starts like, yeah, it flooding starts, their starts operation it. and they they, yeah. they scramble and, and then they it, have they have one of my favorite send-ups it just every time every time a show does it it's, it's cliche as all hell but it, it gets me every time when the cavalry shows up when the riders of rohan yeah appear yeah. to save the day oh, it's so good it's so yeah. good vallejo shows up with with uh with uh, the rest the of the, the, safety others, patrol. the, the whole squad, yeah. crew yeah and, yeah, and uh, they they repel into the pool. <laughs> yeah, they repel into the pool with these the little like pool ropes or whatever. Yeah, the little yeah, they used to divide the deep the dividers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lanes. It, it's yeah. great. It's so funny. I'm. I know. I keep saying it's great. That's uh, you know. It's hard to not just yeah. keep harping on that because the show is so surprisingly delicious. And now, so this is one thing where where um, both being a kid show and the fact that it's a thirty minutes. Uh, doesn't quite get to get to make a meal out of this the way I would have liked. Um, but I thought Penny's story was pretty interesting. And the fact, you know, we, we learned that, you know, the, uh, the ambassador's son has pretty much done, done for her what Vallejo did for Cornelius. And she's got the same, like, you know, loyalties and in her convictions, uh, you know, she's, she's torn between, you know, doing the right thing and, and, and the people who, uh, who got her out of, you know, got her off the streets yeah and i i i really like that angle and it kind of i don't i don't know how uh i fully feel about this uh particular trope at the end uh because you know they go they fillmore goes over to her house like they said uh to make she's gonna make him dinner and they're hanging out and you know the mood is good <laughs> but he he realizes that they never found like 4,000 of these Cal Ripken cards that were on like the, the manifest or whatever. They never saw any of them. And he realizes that Penny has them and that she maybe was in on it from the beginning. And that he, you know, right. And she it, slipped I, up I and she said, I don't know how, how the Cal Ripken cards. And he said, I never said Cal Ripken. <laughs> yeah. I never said how much I didn't say a team. You've got him. Yeah. Did you, Penny. And it's, Oh my God. Is the trope you don't I, like the the way he catches her, or just the fact that she did it in general, or both? That that she did it. That the you know the. Oh, the, I, I always like that. It's just part of the part of the noir kind of nobody's 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 squeaky clean. That's true. Um, uh, 
I mean, and even if I didn't like it as much, it's worth it for the dialogue we get at the very end of the scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is perhaps the best in any cartoon I've ever watched. And I don't know that I, <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to maybe say that definitively. But uh, so Fillmore says, like, you played me for a sucker, Penny. I'm not going out like that. Not for you. Not anymore. Fillmore gets up on his high horse like he like he's been doing. He gets he delivers yeah. one of his classic moralist statements about about right and wrong. And then yeah. slam dunks her at the very end with. <laughs> and one last thing, baby. That chicken was dry. Real dry. I love dry. I love that this is a kid show and he just got to basically say, oh, and also the sex was bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So amazing. It's so good. It's so well. Oh my god. But but also even just like a plain like if you take it at face value, <laughs> the fact that he's dogging on a sixth grader's cooking is funny too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go eat spaghetti. What do you think about that? <laughs> Butter and new- and parmesan. I'm gonna leave it up to Chef Boyardee. <laughs> Hey, Rory. What? Well, sir, I was uh, trying to match your energy. Is that where we're at? Are we? <laughs> yeah, no, fighting? no, it's good. That's that. You're perfect. You're perfect. Thanks for meeting <laughs> me right at this at this line. Uh, we've got we've got a repeat uh, a repeat sponsor here. Uh, the one of one of our old sponsors has got a new product that they want to promote with us. And Pete's sponsor coming back. Yeah, it's really exciting. And uh, this this one comes from uh, from Big Jonathan. So uh, we, we promoted his masculine clocks once upon a time. So uh, why don't you why don't you tell me about Big Jonathan's sticky business? Well, you know you know what it's like being Big Jonathan twenty four seven when you're walking around being a Big Jonathan. I don't. But right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really more it's really more of a state. It's it's a state you you work yourself into, right? Totally. So Big Jonathan's masculine clocks is like you're Big Jonathan. And you need a big fucking clock right now. So I'm a big Jonathan, and I deserve, I deserve a masculine clock. Well, now it's time, now it's time after you've been, after you've been out in the garage with your, with your epoxies and your, you've been, you've been putting things, you've been taking, you've been putting one tube on one stuff and the other tube on the other stuff and then smashing them together. Well, you know what happens after a day of smashing stuff together with, with uh, masculine epoxies. You've got some sticky business. You're a boy. You're howdy. a big Jonathan, and your business is all sticky. You've gotten a, you've gotten your left hand epoxy on your right hand epoxy, and you know what that <laughs> means. It is this business is way too sticky, and you you you're a big Jonathan. You can't go to the sink and just wash it off with your wife's scented hand soap. So how do you get? How do you deal with what's going on with your business? I'm Tell big me. Jon- <laughs> Well, what you here's how you, here's what you do is you, Big Jonathan's sticky business is a is a glue for it's a glue for your hands when you're already got your gl- hands are too gluey, and um, and you're just and you what you've got to do is you've got to you've got to you ever heard that you ever heard the phrase two rights don't make a wrong? Well, with glue awesome. it turns out with, with glue as it turns out it does make them uh, more sticky and. You, what you do is you go, you do, you do a time machine style, and just keep getting stickier until, you know, the rest of the world is, is by by comparison, 
too far in your distant past to, to be have any meaning. Your life, your 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 life is 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 but a puddle of of goo, and and you and you are its and you are its guide, and uh, that's so. When you're a big Jonathan and your hands are so so sticky, and it's time to just go to the future, so you you glue your hands straight to the future, everybody. <laughs> that's what else catchphrase. <laughs> Hey, thanks for sticking around. Welcome back. Our bodies are all temples, and we would never get we would never get sick. Ew, not a single what is, one of us. What is happening to this band's nasty voice? <laughs> no, no, my body is fine. This is I'm going through a, a second change of life. This is, it. this is adult puberty, uh, <laughs> and my voice is going to turn into a different voice in a few weeks. You're, it's a secondary. It's a secondary mutation for Andy Davis. Oh, is your voice going to turn into Christopher Judge? Yes, because that would that would be just as ill fitting, I think, <laughs> as it would be for for Magneto. But yeah, yeah. Well, you know, in in, in puberty, you develop your secondary sex characteristics, and I'm going to develop some tertiary ones. I'm going to develop Ooh. some exciting new things on my body that nobody's ever seen before, and they're all going to be, you know, wanting to. They're going to be banging down my door. Incredible uh, sex. He's going to he's going to grow. A, he's going to grow a. A ridge, a ridge of <laughs> spine dicks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then maybe I'm because... gonna gonna grow a Seinfeld DVD box set somewhere. <laughs> Pop that baby on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You never know with second puberty. Uh, welcome back. This is X Men Evolution. This is season three, episode nine, which is called Under Lock and Key. That's right. We jumped again. We are in season three now. Uh, and here is the nops for this sode. Angel spots Gambit stealing a mysterious artifact, but when he tries to stop him, Mesmero fights him off. When the Acolytes want to steal another artifact, the X-Men fight them and discover there's a bigger plan happening. Soon, both teams face a spider-like being which is virtually unstoppable. Magneto and the Acolytes destroy the spider-like creature. However, it was actually a guardian to prevent Apocalypse's release, and now that it's destroyed, the second gate will open. And I think we need to make something perfectly clear because the blurb keeps saying spider-like. This is a spider. <laughs> this is a big old spider. This is a big spider and it's awesome. And it's, it's virtually unstoppable because it's virtual. Yeah, it's I mean, cool. it's like a ghost. It's like a ghost <laughs> spider. What, what I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I don't like starting these, these episode discussions with trying to nitpick real fast, but I do want to, I do want to complain because why didn't they ever try riding the spider? <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. I feel like that's like the first thing that I would do is I would I, I would, would be called ride I would be called to ride that spider. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, spider riders, we do. If you're true, you could be too. Uh, I think that this spider is perhaps the high point of the episode, but there's a lot of cool stuff going on. And uh, what I appreciated is that the normally I like to dog on uh, shows that constantly have to try and make themselves approachable for people who've never watched the back catalog, but. Right. 
seeing as we're people that haven't watched the back catalog and we hopped into this episode, I appreciated the way it kind of explains <laughs> the status quo. <laughs> yeah, when you, yeah, when you haven't mean, watched two, two years worth of the show's content, it is, it is actually pretty nice. Yeah. Yes, we are also people who innately know who N. Sabanur is. So, you know, there's, there's a little bit of, like, understanding <laughs> yeah, that we have shared uh, that made it easier for us. And it's kind of, you know, for people who are familiar with X-Men – and it's like, oh, okay, they're doing an apocalypse bullshit, whatever. All right. Yeah. Yeah. They'll get there. Um, so there's a, there's a bit of that that we can kind of just jump on board there. But I think they generally, yeah, did a pretty good job of uh, this being a sort of a self-contained episode where we kind of just see them pick a team and then they go yep. with that team of X people. When, so that was part of why I picked this episode was as far as I know, the from, it's the OG, it's the it's the OG lineup. And I don't know that we've actually seen that in any in any like animated or filmed incarnation. Yeah, like a specific attention paid to just giving us the OG lineup. Yeah, yeah, which is which is cool. And uh, that that lineup being, let's see. So it's Jean Grey, it's Cyclops, it's Iceman, Beast, uh, Beast Angel. Is that it? Yep. Yeah, and uh, I guess Professor X. Yeah, and it's and it's fun given that they still kind of kept the updates to X Men Evolution. So Beast is older. Angel's not a main cast of the crew. Uh, It's it's the OG lineup with a you know with a twist. They got some paprika on. They put some paprika on that burger. Yeah, we haven't (laughs) been transported into a different show. You know, it still it still carries the trappings of x-men evolution oh yeah and, I, and iceman's a little baby boy in this one yeah Iceman's yeah, it's, a, little it's baby, a little little bobby baby he, he bobby just wants little bobby baby <laughs> uh i i liked i liked a, a lot of what was going on in this one um mm-hmm. there's some you know it's it, it's action heavy but it's got some good <coughs> character moments and it's got um, good action it's fun um if we want to yeah. go through the beats of the episode really quick we open because one thing i wanted to mention as well we open on gambit doing his um doing doing dirty deeds he's doing some stealing which is he's doing a heist of some kind. just his backstory that most people are familiar with but in most most of we rarely see him doing crime yeah so it's, mm-hmm. it's fun to get to see. like i said we get to see the ogs and we kind of get to see some of the big hitters do their big hitter stuff yeah yeah uh so it's fun. Yeah, I mean, not, a, not a wolverine in sight no nope, not a wolverine in sight uh so gambit gambit has been mind whammied by mesmero uh, to go in and steal some like fancy half of a spider key from, I guess. I mean, I don't know why they have it. Is that is that explained earlier? This is not. Uh, so we're this is from from Warren Worthington's rich man. Yeah, it's Angel's tower. house, right? Angel's uh, okay. Angel's like super Superman mansion. Because he's a sort of Iron Man facsimile in terms of richness. He's yep. just got to right. yeah. Okay, so he steals he steals this this artifact for Mesmero and Angel you know, tries to show up and stop him. But then Magneto shows up and is pissed that he's, you know, that Mesmero's whammied his dude Gambit. And then yeah. Magneto is just like, we're all going back to my house because I don't know what the <laughs> fuck's going on. And to be clear, Mesmero <laughs> is both na- in trouble. Mesmero is a nasty man. Um, oh, he's a, he's a, he's I, a I didn't know his name man. and I wrote spook boy over and over <laughs> again. Boy. Yeah, he's, got, he's got gross face tattoos. So we know he's a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> and a bald, a bald head, and he does nasty things and nasty things. Uh, and in the in the previously on, we learned that he was trying to open some gates and get some keys. And so, you know, I guess that's what he's doing. And uh, there's a really cool moment though, where um, Magneto's introduction into this episode is 
uh, the nasty man gets the key from Gambit <laughs> and then some like uh, fence sp- stakes uh, lift up out of the fence and separate from the fence and like act like spears and, and trap him in a prison. And that's when Magneto shows up. They do a good job now in the, you know, in the comics, they, they sort of power creep Magneto up so that he's always awesome. Uh, yeah. Magneto's power, both his name and if you had to explain that he's like good at magnets, is a pretty <laughs> dumb power for your super bad guy to have. And I always appreciate the extra effort people make to make him cool rather than dark. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's he's imposing he's in spooky. this show. He's spooky. Well, and if you think about it, I mean, in a modern world, there's metal literally everywhere. Yeah, so like, you can you can understand how it would be powerful, but it is still stupid when when your your main cast has you know telepathy and eye beams. Yeah, and his just his, to have your your big bad guys power be magnets is pretty is just not it doesn't have a lot of gravitas on it. It takes own. a little bit of work. Yeah. <laughs> well, and he's you know he's his spookiness is how how incredibly good he is with his power. And then, like, <laughs> he's so I, good at magnets. He's so good at magnets, and then I his guess he's immune is plastic. to the, That's you know. He's immune to <laughs> mind away means because I guess he wears like a you know a tin, he's a, a, a tin good helmet. Hat. His good helmet <laughs> yeah. has always been a part of it. It's his yeah, powerful like, hat. Because like, his power is so not useful when the main good guy's power is to invade your brain and make it jelly. Exactly. They, <laughs> you gotta give him you a special. You can't just hat. be magnets. You gotta be like magnets and no brain jelly. Well, and I would say also the his magic hat is the one thing. <laughs> Is the one thing that makes uh, makes it like tolerable to have. I love Christopher Judge as the voice actor. He's great. He sounds great. He's great. Kratos. Um, but as soon as that hat comes off and it's like uh, a little a shrivelly old, old man, just a good, good looking, good looking silver fox. Yeah, yeah. And then he has this deep, deep voice, and it just <laughs> it's 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 a little miscast. Yeah, uh, it just yeah. doesn't feel right coming out of his skin face. <laughs> um you know but hat face is fine yeah it, yeah uh, it's just it's a little but weird. you know so um in the first episode we watched the you know they, they managed to be you know pretty good about all the about keeping the canada jokes in line yeah in this episode they go to london and they really do not overdo any sort of like london jokes there's no hey we're in london <laughs> yeah they, they keep it pretty keep it pretty pretty played down yeah mm-hmm uh, so, okay, so, uh, one thing I want to really quickly mention, so, obviously, we can, we can skip over some of this. All the good guys and all the bad guys learn that this is, uh, an apocalypse. The second though. half of the key is in, we don't know about apocalypse to the end of the episode. Well, Magneto knows about it, doesn't he? I, he maybe knows the word, they don't know who or what apocalypse is at this time. Sure, sure, sure. So, they find out that there's another key in a museum in London, and so that, like, the rest of the episode, like, they're all going to London, they all have a big showdown in London, there's a big spider, like, this is kind of what we're doing. Uh, one really quick thing I want to mention is that in the title sequence, which is different, I don't know if they yeah, changed it intro. for season two, but they changed it at the very least for season three to sort of highlight who the main characters are in this season and give some new footage. Uh, in Jean Grey's little uh, title sequence, they included some of that dancing footage from some the episode the, we watched yeah. last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the bizarre the girl dance, the bizarre girl dance. <laughs> They're weird green sleeves girl dance, yeah. <laughs> Using uh, Jean Grey like a maypole. um the other the other thing uh i really enjoyed uh in the earlier half of this episode was the baseball game um the baseball game is a fun little break of them so so because 
because we are fully in like a myth arc series right now in in this episode and and in like a a multi-part thing that's going to be less about teens and be more about just straight up x-men nonsense um it was nice to get this moment so of just all of the students playing baseball with beast as the umpire and getting into a debate about whether to use their powers or not and then it just all hell breaks loose bobby uses his power to ice the bat uh and then beast knows what's about to happen he's like all right this is about to get fucking nuts (laughs) and i'm gonna go take a break I'm going to take a seventh inning stretch and then, yeah, it, it goes. Oh, predictably I love it's shit. so it's so good because it's like he uses his power and like Gene uses his power and then Kitty phases through a guy running bases. And then I guess is that, it's multiple man. Is that who that is? Yeah, it's Jimmy Magic, yeah. Mr. Multiple Man. Multiple Man uh, uses, you know, he splits into four kids so that he can catch <laughs> the ball. And then as soon as he catches the ball, he does like a food fight yell and he yells, Mutant Ball! <laughs> and, I, and I've always liked Cannonball for his, you know, again, it's like Magneto. When when you when you do the work to make a dumb power cool, Cannonball's yeah. power is to shoot himself like a cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's and he's fun. He's fun to watch. Yeah, it's it's all fun to watch. I mean, all the characters doing this is really fun and really... You know, it's it hits on this episode really hits on those two things that X-Men is good for is like these big dynamic team up uh, long storytelling things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like teens with powers doing fun stuff. Yeah. And so one thing even- I really liked about this episode, uh, we've seen Gambit. Um, we've are in the, if you've been watching the show proper, you you're already familiar with the, the rest of the Acolytes. Yeah. Gambit and Colossus and Sabretooth. Uh, oh, and Pyro. Pyro, um, yeah. But so so one fun thing that, that works really well when they've updated the show with teens is, one, like, it, when new bad guys, when new mutants show up in in, an, in, when you're in the comics, when you're reading the comic books, they always have to do a ton of backpedaling about how Professor X hasn't, disca- hasn't discovered them 20 years ago. Yeah. So now that, the sh- now that you know, Professor X's school is a new thing... Grownups can appear without too much, you know, without having to explain away how there's uh, how other mutants just show up. Totally. And also they've they've have these adults with skills and lives and they're immediately more interesting and threatening than in a lot of comics where just a, a villain of the week appears and he's got his villain backstory. We've got kids with no stories and against adults with like full full lives and stories. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah, makes it gives, it gives you that like dynamic. out of their depth feeling, right? Like because Pyro's a goofy power too, and he's not. But now that he's an adult fighting kids, he's kind of puts them on evil level, on evil yeah. playing field with them. I like it. Yeah. Uh, what I what I also like about uh, the the acolytes is that they are. The, I mean, what you're saying about them being adults, they're they're also physically taller and bigger yeah you know, like, they're big scary like, they're grown-ups they're scary they're big scary <laughs> fucking grown-ups colossus is a very tall man <laughs> uh pyro is not very scary and they they do make a we talked about you know they they do the thing that that fillmore didn't do which is they make one really stupid aussie joke 
about pyro <laughs> they uh, do they do or it's at some point he like blasts that sp- spooky spider at the end of the episode with a bunch of fire and the spider we can control and fire like, and that's cool but he can't make fire so his power is to just have a flamethrower all the time which is yeah. <laughs> although the kind fire of has what were they lion's faces or something yeah and he like had a horse like a horse apocalypse uh guy like a four yeah. horseman sort of guy riding around yeah uh, but, but but the hold on but the 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 spider burrows and he says it's gone down yeah, that's right that's right like uh, okay I just meant, we, we, in the context of the x-men where not everybody is an extremely super powerful like they can be kind of crappy carrying a flamethrower is about on par with just having a power which is why it's kind of <laughs> silly if you can't yeah. make flames to okay my power is i control flames my but powers, I went got, to the store and I bought My power is having a gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as the Black Widow of the group. Yeah. <laughs> so they uh, they don't want to let Bobby come along on the big fight, uh, I with which is sort of a weird little bit of dialogue because they kind of talk about Bobby. They're like, no, Bobby, you can't come along because you don't follow instructions. Remember how you covered your back? He had a great ice? point. Yeah. We're just like, yeah, but we were playing a fucking game. That's not the same thing as not listening yeah. on a mission. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know there was baseball jail. <laughs> the second he covered his bat in ice, literally everyone else started using their powers with no compulsion. So it's like. Also, Jean started it by hovering yeah. her baseball. Yes, she did. So, like, I don't know. I don't <laughs> like this. This shitting on Bobby we were doing about this. And uh, and it's nice because they don't spend too long later in the episode, like making us go oh look he's very useful after all it's just he shows up he goes along he stows away on the 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 jet yeah and he does the damn job he's just really useful and nobody like you know no you know they don't make a huge like there's a fun moment episode meal out of it so when when this is to to teleport back in time a little bit to the to to the mutant ball when angel shows up angel is you know he's got gravitas despite having a, a pretty lame power which is wings but he shows yeah, he arrives he arrives and kind of everybody's everybody's immediately uh realizes something important's going to happen the tone shifts the yeah. tone has shifted but uh and then later when as he's as he's briefing professor x on on having his on having his scarab stolen <laughs> bobby drake catches My scarab <laughs> catches kitty pride and i forget who else it might have been magma Spine on the spine on the hot boy, and he's like, "What are you guys doing?" Ogling the new guy, and they run off embarrassed, and he just (laughs) he just starts ogling the new guy. (laughs) (laughs) So good, Uh, but I I also really like the moment because, like I said, he stows away and he goes on the on the mission. I like when they they land in London, and uh, Professor X is like. Hey, uh, also, Scott, why don't you go tell uh, our stowaway that we're here? And he's like, what, what, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I just like that. I like the touch that Professor X, like, obviously, he senses yeah. shit. Of course, it's like yeah. he knows that Bobby's there and he didn't stop it. Uh, yeah. Which I liked. I liked that mm-hmm. part of it, too. Yeah. So then we have this cool museum fight that puts uh, puts the original team together against a bunch of nasty mutants and (laughs) it's just a really cool fight there's a lot of really cool dynamics a lot of different things happening in it um and and my favorite was magneto oh my god taking an elevator out of the ripping an elevator out of the building and then using it as like a sentient elevator with whipping cable tendrils and like a big fighting elevator mouth the door opening and closing like a chomping mouth (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, he's, he's a bit of a drama more. queen, but it was awesome. <laughs> it, it was so great. cool. Yeah, again, having going the extra effort to make Magneto extra cool. And you <laughs> yeah. can just kind of like really phone it in. Yeah. <laughs> but in this case, yeah. Making basically making a, a sentient elevator familiar is uh, <laughs> is a pretty cool flex. Uh okay. I, I recognize this is this is totally a one off scene that I think is more about the ongoing story than it is about this episode. Uh, but I want to I want to talk about it for one reason. So there's a there's a spot where we see Rogue uh, asleep in her room. Uh, I guess she's upset about some stuff. And oh, Kurt, yeah, Kurt, uh, you know, teleports in and he's got enchiladas for her. Uh, <laughs> and he tells her that the enchiladas are covered in Kitty's special sauce. <laughs> and I had to pause because that's a really <laughs> creepy way of saying it. It and, is, which is, but I think what he means is enchilada sauce, and they <laughs> and they weren't they didn't think people would know what that. Is. I don't know. I, know. I think there's a couple weird things in that scene. I think one was also it's a weird con- convention because they don't have to write it in this way at all. Uh, when when Rogue turns her nose up at the enchiladas uh, at the end, he's like, oh, "I'll have Kitty make you other food," which is. I, so it felt like the reason that they wrote in Kitty's sauce was to make it so that when he says later that Kitty will cook, it's been established. But it I feels guess. like so much. It feels like so much work for I don't know why. So much yes. backpedaling for no reason. I, why doesn't just, he just cook the food? If they yeah, you know, they're doing so much contrivance to make that scene work. And then they end up saying this really uncomfortable phrase instead about yeah, Kitty's, Kitty's special, special sauce. sauce. It's like on I the spicy enchiladas. Hot now damn. the the one bit of credit I will give is that. Nightcrawler also says that they'll make they'll make pizza with anchovies and jalapenos. Yeah. And when I was in Germany, I can confirm that the Germans made awful pizza. That's what I was about to joke. <laughs> the joke I was about to make is like so he the fact that he doesn't know anything about Mexican and American food could have been really funny. Yeah. But it sounds like Kitty's the one cooking. Yeah. 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 That yeah. That's a that's a, a weird thing. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. If they just felt like they needed to show that Kitty Pride, you know, that all the characters in their to intro make sure that a man was a cooking when a woman could have been doing the cooking. <laughs> no, no, just that for all the characters that they show in their intro, that they're at least mentioned by name in the episode. Mm, that, they're, that could like, be that could be because we haven't really seen. We did see Shadowcat during baseball, but that was it. Right. Yeah. But just to sort of throw throw a bone her direction, even if it was <laughs> kind of a weird backhanded, you know, backhanded bone uh, yeah. from her special sauce. Um <laughs> Don't get so, your yeah. sauce all over my, my enchilada. God damn. Uh, all right. So back to the, the matter at hand. They, you know, Magneto arrives and, and he finds the other piece and the other piece like of its own volition combines with the piece of the relic that he has with him. And then it turns into a giant the ghostly spider. spider. Yes. And this and is now, the, and now, all about spiders now. And it, it, like, <laughs> you know what? I, I've mentioned this in an, in at least one other episode, maybe both of them. It's fun when we realize that as much as the X Men fight the bad mutants, that they're also not ex- they're not exactly mortal enemies. As soon as a bigger danger shows up, now they're now they're teammates. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Although I do like the idea that um, Magneto kind of didn't want to do Mesmero, whatever Mesmero wanted to do, but he did. Like, yeah, but the, it's yeah. like. That's the twist I'm, at the end. I'm going to do it the... myself. <laughs> I'm going to stop you from putting the two pieces together so that I can put it together. Yeah. Just... Well, no, he's he's there to destroy it. Um, but 
as we find out later, that was Mesmero's plan all along, was to make yeah. Magneto destroy it. Which I thought was a cool twist. Because mm, I yeah. believed the plot of the episode the entire way, and I believed the twist when I learned it. I mean, totally. You know, hinging your plan on the fact that Magneto's going to be powerful and destroy something <laughs> is is pretty safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I was I was unclear why Magneto's powers worked on this ghost like ethereal spider. I think, like, the, is it I think, made the, of metal? I think the thing in the middle, the the scarab thing, because okay. it's yeah, it's sort of centered from a a metal metal. So object. the chase begins for the uh, for the for the spider as it as it starts you know uh, trampling its way through downtown london and we get everybody kind of getting their shot at taking it down and that, it some was are better fun. than others some <laughs> are better than others it opens on I, so, the, so the spider is like going through walls and buildings mm-hmm. and then just like bashing through the wall and then instead of following through the hole the spider has already made this colossus is running like adjacent to it making his own holes <laughs> in the wall it's <laughs> funny and I like his plan. It's just to body slam it. He's got those good body slams. And then Sabretooth. Uh, Sh- Sabretooth showing up was really funny to me. Oh, he's got that finesse he's approach got- where he beats it to death with a tree trunk. <laughs> he has a whole tree trunk. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, it's just it's just a fun, it's a fun scaling up of Sab- Sabretooth. Doesn't, he's just a big, strong dude with <laughs> cat claws. So he's not really a master tactician. <laughs> 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 So I don't know, just yeah, just seeing him with a with a tree trunk is funny. <laughs> Maybe he'll yeah, get good. a splinter. <laughs> and then Gambit hits it with a double decker bus, and then makes the, the double decker bus, bus is at the very end when he gets him. I thought the double yeah. decker bus was a fun finale a fun, for, that, for that chase. It's scene. like they had to do something to be in in London. And totally, and saving it for of... a double decker bus, I thought worked. That's the only yeah. kind of like obviously like British thing they don't crash through Big Ben or. <laughs> anything <Right>. like that <laughs> there's yeah. there's no like cu- like old couple eating at a cafe that gets like <laughs> the camera goes by and they're like oh cheerio what what you know like we don't we don't, we don't do some bullshit like it there's yeah, so many the, other the ways the palace guards don't like yeah <laughs> yeah the Buckingham uh-huh. palace uh-huh. yeah yeah yes the queen isn't looking out from her window <laughs> I says in I'm my not amused <laughs> not amused <laughs> We should write. So, we should write our own cartoon with all the bad tropes. I'm just, I'm just the Queen of England not being amused <laughs> at spiders. <laughs> this thing's writing itself. I says, I am not a fan of these spiders. <laughs> oh man! Andy, uh, is that Nyquil hitting you yet? <laughs> oh baby, I'm I'm on that I'm on that sleepy boy party sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. It's just when I the 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 extreme health that I'm feeling makes my laugh. Mm. I have to I have to laugh in a specific register, otherwise it kind of hurts. I have to let out the good feelings. Yeah, uh, yeah. that that kind of does it for the episode. I mean, they they destroy the the spider, which ends up being the wrong move, and Mesmero is now only one key away from releasing Apocalypse, and it's sort of. Uh, ominous ending right yeah we don't get a, a a huge extra sort of resolution other than that real revelation we're you know supposed to supposed to keep watching tune in next week to find out about apocalypse now i don't know if we are i don't know what, what our next episode is going to be but i don't either uh but we can assume that apocalypse wakes up and gets his stanky business all over <laughs> all over the mutants and then they they defeat him I wanted to watch the X Men, the Apocalypse one. And we might. It's a two parter. 
So it would yeah. come out of time, really, if you guys want to watch a watch a forty minute episode. It's true, right? Yeah. So we'll see. But uh, this was fun. This was really like good classic X Men action. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hey everybody, welcome back. And as your doctor, um, all of our test results got back, and all of our charts got back in uh, from oh, the, please tell the, me. the health machine. And uh, Rory, you're looking well. You're looking great. Doing great. I'm doing great, of course, as the <laughs> doctor. Um, yeah. But I might be biased. Um, but then Andy, doctors can't uh, get sick. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, Andy, I'm, I, I looked at your test results. You looked at your chart your charts yeah. and the thing is you are super healthy you're really actually really healthy so um you're feeling great so i think you know <laughs> we should party tonight um oh. should uh drink some uh alcohol and then um you some know do that juice. do that early hike tomorrow morning and oh, uh no because you're so healthy and you know you said it yourself so um let's do it let's up and at him let's let's um uh, go to town here Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> but I, I'm so healthy. I have to say yes. It's part of the part of the agreement that I signed. You guys, what? I have, <laughs> I have so little time left tonight. What do we feel about this one? How do we feel about the two episodes we watched today? Well, I loved these them. Are, I had a yeah. These, these were good ones. ones. I had yeah, I don't know. I, I would love to know when we actually, if we get to see a bad episode of Fillmore. Um, you know, I mean, I, Rory, I know that you watched one that yeah, was I watched kind of... a bit of a stinker, but I don't know if, um, it seems like it's the odd duck out at this point. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, if, if you, that show runs indefinitely, then it runs into some of the same problems that a law and order would, obviously <laughs> we, we know where, it, you know, it's already sort of hitting some of the similar beats of like, you know, a snooty boy and his manservant. Are, mm-hmm. are the obvious you know guilty parties and um but but there's just so much fun and detail in every episode that they yeah just well so so eat. and the one i watched i mean i i think the part of what made it um less good was not kind of drilling down deep enough to a a topic or a a specific um you know film or story or or idea and instead just was a bit of a, they just sort of wrung out the, the film noir rag onto a, you know, onto a sure. piece of paper. And it was just, it was just all nothing but references and tropes without a lot of direction to it. Got it. Right. Got it. Uninspired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's fair. But the like, rest of these have been, have been high quality. Considering, uh, I mean, I know it's harder for a parody, but considering how easy we can, we can already see the Fillmore formula getting stale. Uh, it's kind of amazing when you consider how many episodes of law and order there are. Right. <laughs> that's a, yeah, like, that's true. And not I'm just not, law and order, every other possible show that yeah, and lives in that same universe. CSI or, or, and NCIS and JAG and, and, and all these other goddamn shows. Like it's, it's mind boggling. And yes, they all do the same plots over and over again, but people still watch. They tune in anyway. Well, yeah. and, and to some degree, how, how specific is a is a murder? You get mad at a guy and kick, stab him in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it yeah. doesn't make you. You're not unique or special. You just right. stabbed a guy in his butt. 
Yeah, and now <laughs> these really hot hot cops are gonna are gonna get you. <laughs> the hot cops are after you. <laughs> yeah, gonna get got by a, a a very targeted specialist, or maybe Bones. Maybe Bones, <laughs> Bones. is gonna get you. <laughs> look at the way this. Look at the if you could look at this this femur. Of this, look what happened to this butt? Look what this guy did to that poor butt. Look at this. Hey, butt uh, bone. you know what? I gotta I gotta jump in real quick before we uh, before we leave the show here. Uh, our our fans want to know uh, an update on your leg, Rory. How you doing? I'm still in the cast, but it has been about a month in the actual hard cast. But before that, I was in like a big old nasty splint, um, like a over the knee sort of big deal sort of thing. Um, I should be probably getting out of the cast pretty soon, and then still walking on crutches for another few months. Yeah, well, well that's still pretty good to hear. Yeah, good things are going well. You should you should definitely send us pictures of your your shriveled wizened leg when you get that cast off. I was I was telling Austin when we did liners. I do have some like new musculature. I've got my jack off leg. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one one like one leg that is like showing some real definition, and one leg that is withering away in a cast. Oh, uh, dude! I remember I remember when I had to spend like several months completely non weight bearing on my right leg. Uh, when I finally got that leg out of the cast and out of the boot and all that, like I could slap my calf muscle and just watch it like swing like Jiggle. a pendulum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you uh. remember what it feels like to attach to a bone? <laughs> Okay, you guys, we are we're in the final throes of our of our uh, undiagnosed undiagnosed throat uh, mumps. <laughs> the, these, these throat mumps are getting real gross. These sacks are filling up, and I can feel I can feel them starting to touch each other through my esophagus. You know and what other it, sacks you can fill up are, are <laughs> all the five stars on. Um, I regret on... ever deciding to do this podcast with both of you. Uh, you know, I actually, actually got to say, um, iTunes is now no longer. Uh, it is just Apple Podcasts. So instead of giving us five stars on iTunes, go find Apple Podcasts and give us five stars. Five Tims. Yeah, yeah give us five, five Tims. Um, <laughs> I think that's what they've changed it to. Uh, leave us a great review. Uh, and then find us on SadamTuesdays.com. Uh, that's still around. Uh, yeah. You can find us there. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Hell yeah. And on Twitter, we tweet out every week on Saturday morning so that you can have a Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, what we're going to be watching for the following week's podcast so that you can watch along if you so desire. So go check that out. Uh, in a way, it's kind of like spoilers for the podcast. So, uh, you know, get in there. And we love you. And thanks for listening. And uh, I'm healthy. <laughs> I'm very healthy, and oh god, my oh, sorry, my nose, my nose is leaking like a faucet. We gotta get the hell out of here. Yeah.